Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today we're going to start celebrating World Polio Day, which is actually October 28th. There's going to be some good things going on around that's going to be going on. I may have gotten the date wrong. I think that's the event, but we'll figure out the actual World Polio Day. Joining us is Dr. Doss. He is the chair of the World Polio Day event, as well as Miss Neelam to share a little bit more of how Rotary plays a big part in all of this. All right, Dr. Doss, I got the date wrong. When is World Polio Day? October 24th. October 24th. So we don't want to be four days too late for World Polio Day, but the Rotary really gears up in October looking forward to events as well as bringing awareness uh, to their still work that needs to be done around polio. Now, Ms. Neelam, many of us listening think, oh, polio, is that still a thing? Is that still a problem for some folks? And you would say yes for a few. Yes. Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Rebecca, for having us here yeah. on Super Radio and uh, letting us bring some awareness to polio. Um, we have two events planned. One is the World Polio Day celebration, and the other one is um, the race, 5K walk and run on October 28th. So, yes, you had two dates. One was right. One is October 28th. <laughs> Uh, which is the race. Uh, polio, short for poliomyelitis, is a disease caused by a virus primarily affecting children around five years of age. Um, however, anyone can, at any age can have polio if they are not vaccinated. And I think that's something some folks need to understand is the fact that you do think of it as a childhood disease. That's kind of where it really started to ramp up whenever it took the world by storm. But anybody is still susceptible to it if you don't have that much needed vaccine, which, Dr. Doss, we get vaccinated here in the U.S. At what age for polio? For polio, we start almost nine months uh, and this continues and they get four or five vaccinations until they have complete immunity up to nine years they get it and fortunately everybody born in the United States are vaccinated because of our uh, social service and screening program and watchful eyes from the health department so we are pretty secured in the United States and that's so you have never had any polio break since 1974 when it was declared polio free but 
problem is when people come from outside already infected with polio and which happens recently in New York and that is a scare. So you need to be vigilant and you need to make sure that everybody in your family is vaccinated properly properly and stays that way right that we keep it that way that's why these awareness or the awareness piece to it like the 5k and others is so important and miss neelam too i mean this goes back to we forget we think we know of our rotaries who like to meet and they have good lunches and they have great speakers and they do great community work but we really can thank the rotary international for spreading uh, or the distribution i guess of the vaccine and sort of or, or laying the uh, framework or the groundwork for it so explain for those who may not recognize the Rotary's connection to polio vaccination, what, what that great work looked like. So in 1985, Rotary launched Polio Plus uh, when the total active patients in the entire world were 350,000. In 1988, the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, which is also known as GPEI, was formed. GPEI is actually a private and public companies coming together and it's a, led by national governments with five partners the world health organization who rotary international the u.s centers of disease control and prevention cdc the united nations children's fund unicef and the bill and melinda gates foundation they all came together and formed this organization towards eradicating polio so through decades of community and work by Rotary and its partners, more than 2.5 billion children have received the oral polio vaccine. In United States, we give the um, injection for uh, polio vaccine, but in other countries, they use the OPV, which is oral polio vaccine. But the important thing is that it's it gets done, right, Dr. Yes, Doss, yes. and that it's made available. And the fact to think that even after all this great work over all these decades, there's still places that you can't use the terminology eradicated yet. So what does that look like, Dr. Doss? What is, where, where are we still with that? Well, we usually describe it as a 99.9% .9 cure. Still, we have got to catch up to make it 100%. And that is the theme of our Polio Plus program this year. We have already started a competition, essay competition amongst the high school students because those are the future and those are the people who will be thinking outside the box. And the problem we gave them that why we cannot eradicate polio yet completely. So we had a tremendous response for that essay competition and we'll be announcing the result of that essay during our celebration on 24th of October. Which is World Polio Day. Correct, yes. So what will be going on around the world and then right here in Mississippi on that day, Dr. Doss? Here, we are having a big function in Jackson Rotary Club, which is the center for around 14 clubs around it. And likewise, we are having total five clubs in the whole District 6820. One is Jackson Club, one is Natchez Club, one is Greenville Club, one is Starkville Club, and the fifth one is the Meridian Club. And all the clubs around it will have some kind of celebration on that day in these particular places. In that way, it will be a lot easier for the members to travel nearby centers rather than going far away. And such a program is here in Jackson Club, and you have got tremendous program. 
First of all, you have got a scientific program, which will be starting around 11.30 to 1 o'clock, because we are very particular in Rotary to start our meeting in time. We start at 11.30, ends at 1. And we have got very important speakers, our school, medical school dean, Dr. Luann Woodward, is going to be our guest speaker. She'll be opening the ceremony. Then I'll have the past international president, Dr. Mark Maloney, coming from Alabama, will be talking about the Rotary's involvement in the polio. And then I'll have two polio patients. You'll be surprised how few people at our age group and younger age group particularly have seen a real polio patient in their life. So they'll be able to see one patient who is 85 years old, other is around 60 years old. And the difference is one of them got vaccination before they got the disease, other did not get. So they'll have an interesting comparison and their lifestyle, how it happened, and what kind of paralysis they have, and how they're managing their life in this stage. So they'll have an interesting uh, outlook. And last, we'll have uh, Seed Salter, a well-known uh, uh, um, newsman in this region, who will conclude the session with some special concluding remark from him, particularly pointing out what was evolved in Mississippi as a result of polio, which I won't disclose at this moment. I'll keep it as a suspense. Because you you want us to, to be able to be a part of it. So if we're not a member or connected with our Rotary at this moment, Miss um, Thielen, is there still time for us to get connected, get connected so we can take part in the World Polio Day event? Yes. So there is a website, rotary6820.com. And there are two links. One is to register for attending the World Celebration Day, World Polio Celebration Day. And the other one is for to register for the race. So go on rotary6820.com to register uh, for the, for the uh, World Polio Day celebration. We have $30 ticket, and it can be purchased on site. It's at the Ag Museum. It starts the, the function starts at... 11.30 at 11.30 and our race is on October 28 which starts at 9 a.m. Each of these can be registered ahead of time or they can be registered on site. And Dr. Das, for those who may not know their polio vaccination status, is that something easy for them to find out? Yes, if they go to Department of Health they can find out what they are, whether fully vaccinated or not, and the health doctor, department doctor will guide them how to complete the vaccination if they're not. I'll be very surprised if anybody have been missed, but still they should check it out. They should check it out because it's something you don't want exactly. at any age of life. All right, that's coming up at October the 24th, this World Polio Day. October 28th is the 5K. We want to eradicate polio completely, and we can do that with your help. Thank you both for your time and all that the Rotary does, but you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from that Supertalk app. We hope you've downloaded. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And now you can find the opportunity to win some Hardy and Laney Wilson tickets at your local Supertalk stations or go to supertalk.fm slash Hardy to find a registration box near you. Hardy and Laney Wilson, they are coming to Mississippi. We want to give you a chance to see them live. Winners will get a pair of tickets to see the show. Plus, you'll get a limo ride to and from the concert. You'll get a night's stay at the Beau Rivage and a guitar autographed by Hardy. I think that could be two totally different, really cool packages. One for you get to go. The other one, oh, sorry, but here, here's a consolation prize. But nope, they decided to put those two together for you. So that's a great prize pack. If you are not familiar with our registration boxes by now, they are located throughout the state. There's several businesses, local um, entities that have set those up. And you will just find one by going to the website. When you go in, it's just your name and simple contact information you do need to be 21 years or older uh, to enter and so yeah be listening to your local super talk station or just go to supertalk.fm slash hardy to find a registration box uh, near you so should be a good time hopefully you've taken time to go over to the good things facebook group today i say it all the time if you're not if you're on the book of faces then you need to be part of the good things facebook group we like to have good conversation and post great headlines it's easy to do just go to your search bar and type in good things with and Rebecca Turner pops up. Bam, you're part of the dysfunctional family. And we are a dysfunctional family around here, which makes, uh, I guess, World Mental Health Day that much more important. But I wanted to keep it a little lighthearted with fun ways or big things that you have changed in your life that instantly improved or maybe not instantly. That's a little overkill because some of those sometimes those things aren't just a a flip of a switch and then sometimes they are so what are those small things that help improve your mental health maybe on a daily basis or just when you need to get out of a funk those are the things that you do or maybe you've made some drastic life changes maybe you really went in all in on on removing some stress or dealing with some things um, that really help to improve uh, your mental health so 601-879-4395 rhino when you're feeling flustered or down what brings you back around i literally just posted i thought i had gone through but i hit enter and it didn't work so now i hit enter and went through and i I put it in the facebook group so that if you don't quite catch everything i'm going to say you can go look at it there because i've got a whole toolbox oh i love this because sometimes one thing will work instantly and other times you'll get five or ten minutes into it and you're like yeah this ain't working let's try something else so step one turn off the phone Mm -hmm. if you can't turn off the phone at least mute the notifications Mm -hmm. if you got an iphone you can go into focus you can set up whatever to where literally only your family can get in touch with you or only your boss could get in touch with you or whatever but it's, it's a way to kind of cut yourself off to have time for yourself step two sign out of social media I'm not saying you have to delete Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or that. just sign out of it. So then you don't get the notification. Right. You're and not going to get the notification. And if you if you go through the routine of, ooh, I got to click on that, then nothing and you pops tap up. It, then you got to go through the step of signing back in. So it gives you a chance to stop yourself and go, that's probably not good for mental health. Step three this is one personal to me, but you can personalize it to yourself. I pamper Porch Cat. I'll go grab her out of her bed or 
find her somewhere hiding and give her a treat and play with her or something. I try to keep at least one new cat toy just stuck back for when I really want to surprise her and in a way make myself feel better about the day because she's going to enjoy it. I've provided some semblance of entertainment to another creature, so it's a good day. If you don't have an animal, just put that one to the side and move on. Another thing I do, and this doesn't always work, but find a, a show or a movie or something that you can just get lost in. Something you enjoy watching, something you've seen a million times, you could quote it, and just rewatch it. You may have seen it for that million and million and one times, and you might see something new in it. Because you never step in the same river twice. So give yourself a chance to be entertained, to, to give your brain a break to turn it off. If that doesn't work, this is another one that's kind of just me, but you can personalize it. Play a game with your friends. I got a lot of friends that live around the country that I don't get to see them, don't get to talk to them, but I can look online and see, oh, well, they're playing this game. Let me log in, see if they want to play. It's a newer way of connecting, but it still works. If that doesn't work, one of the ones that I don't usually turn to, but if it's a particularly bad day... I will sit in silence and force myself to count off five things I'm thankful for. In just complete silence, just... There's real science behind gratitude. Oh, yeah. Because it's easy to, to stack up a pile of things that are not going your way. It takes a little bit of thought and effort to make a pile of things that are going your way, that have gone your way, or that you think will go your way. And lastly, take a walk. What I do is I walk to the nearest convenience store, buy a little snack, like a thing of Cracklins or a Snickers bar or something, and then I won't go back inside until I've eaten it. So you either got to find somewhere on the porch or find a spot under a tree or sit on the side of the road and have yourself a snack, but it's a different location. You're doing something different out of doors, and it's a way to kind of just disconnect. Which I think we all need to do. And Patrick Lewisville said, I forgot the question. Well, it really wasn't a question. I guess there is. But what are those things, whether major or minor, that you've done in your life to sort of shift your mental health? Or And, and Rhino just listed off. And I love that he used, you used the words toolbox because, and I also love that you're so open about the fact that, you know, you have bad days too. And I think we talk a lot about here on good things of things we all have in common. And one of the things we have in common are some great things and great days and lots of laughs. And we love all the, all the you know, the humor that comes with um, you know letting loose and having fun but then we're also human so there's not one person listening that doesn't go through like a rough patch now those rough patches definitely can be seasons for some or 30 minutes for others or it can you know but it's something that we all have to learn to cope a sort of deal with and I think what we're recognizing at least in this atmosphere say what you want about the whole mental health awareness moment that we're in is that there are better tools than others and that if your tools aren't working try something else and it can be as simple as just removing yourself from the situation and let me add so sometimes mental health you think it has to be down depression like anxiety or, or the blues I would add in there frustration anger that like you can get at work like that underlining just I'm fisting to put my fist through the wall <laughs> no just me <laughs> I really want to send the snarky email or the text message back or whatever. That can also be signs of like stress, frustration, burnout, all those things. So it doesn't just have to be the Eeyore, 
like, woe is me kind of moments, which I think we do have, just removing yourself and being able to go breathe, have a snack, connect with friends, those listen to music, um, those type of things can really just give yourself that moment to like ride that wave. Or as Jeff says, he listens to good things, which I totally appreciate. And it's okay if the tools in your toolbox change over time, because you said listen to music. That, for me, used to be an escape. It still is at times, but I have to be on like a, a vacation or a staycation and just have a different playlist that's playing that I'm not even associated with because I've been doing this so long that now when I hear a new song, my brain immediately goes into producer mode and goes, ooh, I need to save that. I need to cut it. I need to play it. And I'm, I don't allow myself to just let it wash over me and enjoy it the way I used to. So that's a... That's a tool that I used to use for mental health that now I use in a different way. doesn't make it a bad thing. It's just recognize that life will present you changes, and you can either accept them or you can live in denial. Dan in Hattiesburg likes to go to a park, especially if it's near the water, and leave your phone in the car. There's something calming about being near water. I think, you know, disconnecting from your phone should be a daily practice, but some of us are better at it than others. Rhino's hands down significantly better at boundaries with that thing than I am. And I'm always in awe when you can go like a weekend or take a full Sabbath or whatever. But right now, and it feels like this day is sort of hitting on um, a more increased political climate we say that every time, but especially heightened with some things that are in the headline right now. It feels like you may be drowning in things that you don't know. Good Lord, you don't know how to deal with. You feel like you can't make an impact. But just being able to disconnect uh, is always a good thing. But don't disconnect with us because we've got more coming up uh, for you next with Miss Christiane Thomas. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. good things don't forget you can find us we're on your computer your mobile device just head on over to super talk tv you'll see i'm not alone in the studio got one of my favorites in the house now miss christiane williams she is a mental health awareness facilitator and she is the founder of leading by example which is raising awareness for the shame of mental health or i guess not raising awareness for the shame but i guess in a way you are because there is shame sort of around it and with this being mental health um day i thought what better girl to get in the room <laughs> to remind 
remind us that it matters and there's good resources and some genuinely good things going on in our state to sort of help combat this. Or at least you can't really combat it without the person's willingness, but at least bringing light to it. So welcome back. Yes, ma'am, Miss Rebecca. What you been up to since the last time you've been here? Well, I've kind of been around the world. I got to go to New York uh, in August um, to represent the state at American Probation Parole. Um, it was people from as far as Guam that wow. was there and all the territories of the United States. So it was over 1,500 of us um, that's in corrections that was there in New York. Um, I participated in a women's symposium about women in the workplace, corrections. Um, it was a great experience. And I got to meet Mississippi own Robin Roberts. Oh, there you go. Yeah, who's also been a big champion for mental health throughout her journeys and her career and all the things. Okay, so you and your leading by example, I know you go around and do so many of these. What are you hearing most in terms of your feedback? What are people connecting with and saying, yes, I struggle with this every day, or yes, this is in our departments? Like, what's the most common that folks can feel less uh, alone about? Um, the most common they talk about depression anxiety, um, and then feeling like they don't have anybody to talk to or people just wouldn't understand. Um, as far as the law enforcement area, um, typically we don't want to tell anybody because we're f afraid of the repercussions. Um, and it shouldn't be repercussions, somebody asking for help. A lot of times, you know, you could be some some officers think their weapons will be taken from them. Um, they'll be placed on death duty. You know, the stigma, the shame is placed on them. And that's just not law enforcement. That's throughout um, everywhere. People sometimes are most times are ashamed to tell somebody I need some help. And, too, it's it's that shame that comes within the family dynamic, especially between partners or spouses. It may feel like you don't want to open up and allow them to see, even though I'm sure the warning signs are already there. So, Christiane, where do you send folks when it comes to the resources that are in our state if you need somebody to talk to? Um, the first thing I tell them to do is dial 988. Um, 988 is a call center and is throughout the state of Mississippi, it is live therapists that's here in our state. We're not dialing out. Um, there's two call centers. Um, they will walk you through whatever is going on. And if you need additional help, resources, they're going to refer you right over to if it's community mental health center, one of the entries, uh, point of entries, one of the hospitals in your area. So help is available. It's just a phone call away. Um, also, the Department of Mental Health has great resources and then your local community mental health center utilize them they're there um, when people say i don't have the money or the funding it um they're gonna help you uh, they're not gonna turn you around go to your local community mental health center which I think that's another big barrier for some folks who really do understand that maybe they they are wrestling with something or been wrestling with it for a while. Um, but there is this idea that to get that kind of treatment, a lot of uh, insurance doesn't necessarily cover it, or you may not even know that your insurance would or wouldn't cover it. So it's a you would think it's an out of pocket expense. You would rather just not wrestle with that. But there are so many free resources and opportunities out there that would meet your your requirements. Absolutely, and like I said, the community mental health center is your low. Uh, your first uh, place that you know locally that could assist you nine eight eight if you call them they're going to refer you back. What we try to do is connect everything together. Your local community health center nine eight eight the Department of Mental Health. Um, all of those are, um, entities are connected together. Um, so if you you know 
if you get in the circle, you should keep going around till you reach the help that you need. So there's got to be warning signs or common signs of, I guess, mental. So mental illness versus mental health, I think, are two different things. It is. But so how do you help people describe maybe you're just in a funk because, you know, you had a bad day at work or, you know, something unfortunate just didn't go your way versus you've got a mental illness. The pattern. Um, if it continues to keep happening over and over and you you know you you get everybody have that days where you just like oh i don't want to be bothered i heard him earlier say you know you got to turn it off and turn or you, you know. just wake up mad you don't know why you mad but you just woke <laughs> up mad because you're a female and it just happens it's That's like i'm gonna be say. mad at the world today for no other good reason than to be mad right. but it if, goes away right if that's a pattern and it's your pattern <laughs> and everybody else is seeing it it's probably time to go yeah. sit down and kind of describe something is going on and, you know just recently i had um a friend to call about something that was going on with a family with just a child um, within the family um, a family member and we was you know in deep conversation and my words to them was I'm not around that child you are if your instincts is telling you is something going on with this child behavior mental Go get it checked. And that's a lot of times, that's what we don't do because we don't want anybody to say, oh, it's something wrong with your child. You know, you know, we don't want anybody to outside to think it's something going on. But if we don't do the early intervention, then we run into when they get to teenagers or a young adult, this is an untreated condition that could have easily been treated early on. And that's that Better early, understanding. Yeah, yeah, that early intervention. Um, just not worrying about. And I know it's easier said than done. Absolutely, don't worry about what anybody say. But you don't. Nobody want their child labeled. No, and I think you can also um, make excuses for being withdrawn, or they mm -hmm. went through a bad a friendship or whatever breakup or whatever. You can kind of tuck that under. But there, but there are times when, as the adult or the caregiver, you should maybe pry a little more and then have them talk to a third party of some capacity, right. even if it's at your church or within um, somebody that you th you would trust. So with that, I mean, wh where would you take where would you take teenagers? Would it you can start studying? at your primary um, physician, um, your pediatrician, uh, your pediatrician. Now, you, if you notice, I know uh, they start to ask a little bit more mental questions. Some of them, you know, how are you done? You know, sometimes they put the parents out, <laughs> you know, they to should. get a, a true understanding of this child. Um, those are some of the things that I was just watching the other day. Um, I was reading and watching where they're asking like the American Medical Association to start in their intake more mental health questions um, with the patients. So if we hadn't seen it, we're going to start seeing it. Um, you know, if the doctor's asking us how we feeling physically, they're going to start asking it the mental, you know, what's going on with you mentally? Are you getting breaks? Are you stressed? Are you able to sleep? You know, all of those things we'll start, that we will start being asked those questions also. So um, if you hadn't been asked that, Get ready because it's coming because I actually my doctor this year when I went in for my yearly checkup, um, both of them asked those questions on two different occasions, even though I teach it. 
they st- they didn't really know until I started smiling. They said, oh, and I said, oh, so it really is coming down. And I was like, oh, are you testing us? And I just started laughing, but it, it really happened. So I read it, and then it happened to me, so it's coming. So what does that mean to you when you know you've had, and, and you and so many others um, have had their boots on the ground in the trenches here in Mississippi specifically, really trying to raise awareness and create these lifelines. What's it like when you finally walk into your doctor's office and you're asked that? Do you feel like a sense of vindication? Like, oh, wow, this, you know, my work is not in vain. Uh, and I and I know it's not. And it's, it's so much work, Rebecca, out here for a lot of us. That's why it's important. You know, I don't have a problem about going to the churches. Like I told you at lunch, uh, when you text me, I was actually at, a, at the church um, with a group of, of, we call them senior saints, not senior citizens. Um, and we um, that's one of the things we was talking about, healthy eating, lifestyles, your mental health. Um, so, you know, that makes me feel really well, you know, about what I'm doing, you know, that I know people are starting to actually talk about mental health, just like high breath pressure, how many calories you're eating, diabetic, you know, that is a conversation that's involved now. Because it all, it's all plays a part. It all feeds each other. I mean, good diet and exercise help mental health, but you got to have good mental health to then put in the good, you know, and sort of it's, it's an ecosystem sort of there. You also reminded us too, no matter how young you are or no matter how old you are, your mental health matters. So check on, check on those that are your wiser in years in your family, not just their blood pressure or whatnot. Check in and make sure they're still, you know, feeling love supported scene Absolutely. and um and having that fellowship and connection that's needed so much all right christiane if we want to get you somewhere with one of your trainings how do we get in touch with you you can call me i'm um, on facebook leading by example ms or you can dial me at 769 uh, oh, i forgot my own number <laughs> I don't never use it. 769-208-4142. And if you are in a mental health crisis or you just need someone to talk to, don't forget 988 is the number to put in your phone and to know, use, and share. Share that number as well. All right, stick with us. we got more for us coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And tonight at 6 p.m., right here on Supertalk Mississippi, we're going to air the 2023 Supertalk Jones County Meet the Candidates event in Laurel, featuring several candidates running for statewide election. That may or may not be good for your mental health, but... (laughs) 
there you go. You have the opportunity uh, to tune in or watch uh, wherever you listen to Super Talk. So, yes, it is Mental Health Awareness Day, but it is also Cake Decorating Day. And I think if you're having a bad day, eat cake, right? But do you want it too decorated? Because I feel like in the world of cake, de- cake decorating, we have gone from, you probably remember when you were a kid, you got the a little sheet uh, cake that had the little balloons piped on it, maybe the little white ruffles around, you know, the side and some sprinkles. You really were big if your parents paid extra for them to write like happy birthday in your actual name on it to fast forward now. And I completely am a part of all things unnecessary when it comes to kids' birthday cakes these days. But it has kind of grown Yeah, it feels like it's gone in several different directions. Like, you've got the cakes where you can literally print a picture on the cake, which that seems cool until somebody prints the wrong picture on the cake. Or Or misspells something. You've got the the uber frou-frou, we're going to make a thousand little icing roses and put them on the side of the cake. It's like, that's... I'm not going to say anything against putting more icing on the edge of a cake. So you, that's you the, like that part? I like the more icing. I could do without the frou-frou. Just, the add, fondant, just put an extra th- inch of icing on there. You ain't got to go through all the trouble of making roses. Well, when you think about the great, um, I guess, artists, and like the cake, the, the, the cake goats coming to mind, and there's others here in Mississippi who transform cake into realistic like things that's like an art form and there's a wow factor to that but when i'm just talking about like sunday afternoon we're celebrating granny's birthday or you know whoever it may be like that sort of you just can't go wrong with like your local cookie like cookie cake with the icing that, that that's like piped just sort of perp- perfectly on it or you hit up like what the dairy queen dairy queen or wherever's your your local place and you walk in and you look at what's available and you pick it out because it's already halfway and then you pay what the extra five ten bucks and they go back there and they take the little gel and they write it back on there like to me that like when i think back over childhood and all that that those are like the best like celebration cakes were were those that came out of the simple simple sort of ways or even like i remember when it got big you had like the little rubbery balloons that would stick out of like the unicorns or the the clown that it was the also it was the candle so it came from like oh yeah the kroger or the local uh grocery store or whatever it may be and so they elevated it so now it's a little bit 3d you know but then it had the same little balloon do you ever remember like as a kid did you ever have a themed birthday cake that just really sealed the deal for you uh, I wouldn't say it was a birthday cake, although I do remember a Ninja Turtles birthday cake. I was where thinking the Ninja you had Turtles to have topper, one. That was in the toy box for years after the, the cake was long gone. But I would say the greatest cake my mom ever made was a spider cake. Where she, she made pitch black buttermilk icing and had a mold, like a cake mold with the, the big round body and the smaller part. And she took pipe cleaners and made legs. So it had this black icing with these black pipe cleaner legs that was a spider. And when you cut into it, it was red velvet cake. So it was like you were cutting it into... It was perfect. It was perfect. Except for the fact that the icing would then dye your teeth black and everything else. Number two would be green. Oh, yes. Or blue. I can't remember what is it. If you eat black icing or if it's blue icing, 
Anyway, and mixed a, with the red velvet cake was quite a coloration. And, and then when nature takes its course in your kids, your kids aren't dying. There's nothing wrong with their GI tract. I don't know what's going on on the inside, but they're fine. <laughs> Give it a day or two, everything will be back. Um, everything will be back to normal. So ours was so cookie cakes were ours. Ours that was something, and we only got them on birthdays. And so that was something we looked forward to. And you wanted the. Um, the piece that had like the the edge that had all the icing because there's a part to the when you start getting bigger cookie cakes where there's the long rangers in the middle that's just a cookie it's no longer like the cake part with the icing and so you start when you're cutting it up and divvying it out you start asking the questions icing or no icing icing or no icing and so you always wanted the corner with all the little icing or whatever it may be to it Patrick and Lewis from the ceasefire text line. For someone who's all about nutrition, it seems like the end of the show always goes to eating sweets. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what an eye you have, or an ear you have there, Patrick and Louisville. There is room for it all. There's room for it all. All right, and there's room for sports, too. We've got that coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. You got them from 3 to 6. And Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.